Hey, put me in, coach. I'm ready to play today. Look at me. I can be part of the team here at the Infuse Show. Guys, what's up? Let's Hi. welcome everyone to our new monthly microdose of infused content. This is going to be a monthly thing where we're allowed to tackle, we have the, the opportunity to tackle some, some subjects that uh, some of our audience is interested in or that, that simply elude us right. on, our, on our usual programming. So I'm pretty excited about this. I'm the really dog excited. dog walker of content. <laughs> ooh, ooh, TM. The dog walker of infused content. So welcome to Microdose. And it's, it's fall, and for so many reasons, uh, sports fans look at fall as the most wonderful time of the year. You have, uh, of course, the NFL returns and people's Sunday traditions are back to normal. Uh, but for me, uh, and I love the NFL as well, but for me, it doesn't get better than the MLB playoffs uh, when you mm. get baseball in October. Uh, so we were looking, we were thinking about what we wanted to talk about today. And since it's always on, on uh, the, the top of our minds, we're going to look at the, the topic of athletes and cannabis and... Um, the testing policies of a couple of uh, other big leagues, guys. You ready to d do so? Let's do it. Yeah, let's go. And you know what the cool thing about Microdose is? It features our man, DJ Rags. Frank, how you doing today, bud? Good. How are you guys? I'm doing okay. I'm doing okay. I'm really excited to talk about this. And I was thinking, you know, the, the stigma still exists out there. Um, and I don't know... I, it seems like there's less acceptance and there's less sympathy for the people who put their bodies on the line to entertain you and I uh, on a weekly basis, on a, on a nightly basis in some of these leagues. So I, I thought back to the last time I thought in pro sports we had an arresting moment where everybody was like, come on, is this right? And it took me back to Shikari Richardson, guys. Mm -hmm. um, and if we look at her story, when she tested positive for cannabis use during, uh, I think it was the, the t uh, track and field time trials, right? Yes. And um, the minimum penalty for that uh, is a one-month suspension. Maximum is two years. And I think to myself, two years on the shelf life of any athlete is, is an eternity. Um, and, you know, her suspension ended during the Olympics, but Team USA chose not to take her, okay, because uh, of, of what she had done. Uh, we're talking about the sixth fastest woman in recorded history. And I don't know... that. It started with her, her story captivated me. Uh, it spoke to me. That stirring look, beautiful girl, electric smile, um, using cannabis to cope with family. I mean, totally speaking to me, she's one of the fastest people in the world. I'm one of the fastest people in the yep. world. So we were thinking, <laughs> I was thinking, what, this is so unfair. And you, so I wanted to share with you guys, and we'll use this as our premise as we go along. Uh, the decision was made largely based on the World Anti-Doping Agency's criteria for prohibi uh, prohibited substances. Excuse me. So for our audience, I know you guys know them. One, it's going to be two of the three criteria, um, and then we'll go right to it. Uh, one, the substance harms the health of the athlete. Let's remember that. Okay. Two, the substance is performance-enhancing. All right. Okay. Um, that's become a punchline in and of itself. It was the old Rodman Williams joke? It's only performance enhancing uh, weed if there's a big fucking Hershey bar at the finish line, <laughs> is what Robin said. And three, and this is the one I mean, the substance is against the spirit of the sport. Well, that's their that's their gray area one. Yeah, that's their. It's my prerogative uh, about exactly what what, what stays and what goes. And um, 
that's well, even number one, it hurts yeah. the athlete. Yeah, we can isn't go back that, to number one because three that is a lot of meat. Isn't subject, awful subjective also? I mean, it seems like... I would think so. Even objective, and if you want to go objectively, yeah, yeah, cannabis is good bar. for you. A yeah. candy bar hurt. That's not good for you. Right. Um, you shouldn't. You're now, boom, there's number one. Yeah, yeah. exactly. So it doesn't... It, it really is either... It also... It does nothing for the science of cannabis that is telling us about how good it is for our bodies. And so saying that it's, you know, harming the health of the athlete mm-hmm. means that it can't be a beneficial substance, which we know is not true, that it is one. So it's just a straight-up lie if you're using that as a disqualification. Do you understand what I mean? Oh, no, I, I totally understand what you, you mean. You look confused, so I didn't know if I wasn't explaining I always it. look confused. <laughs> I think in this situation, to me, it's very clear that the policy of the anti-doping agency is just archaic and, yes. and it's reflective of just a staunch group of people that want to control everything that aren't willing to, to look at other alternative sources of, of recovery and things like that. I mean, what, what do they think people are doing for inflammation? They're taking Tylenol and things like that and they allow that, but they're not going to allow canvas. So at some point they have to step up into the current ages <laughs> and, look at these other sources of things. Like, do they allow CBD? Do they allow, is it just THC products? And so there's a lot of things like that that, to me, they're just way, way, and I say way behind. I feel like they're like 50 to 70 years behind. That's exactly what I would say. It's It's at least a half century. Yeah. At least a half century behind. I mean, people are more likely to to abuse prescription painkillers and to have that damage their bodies than they are to quote-unquote, abuse cannabis, right. and let, and they're talking about the use of cannabis. So it really is, yes, it's archaic, and it's so archaic that it's it's been so flat-out wrong for so long that you can't believe it's obviously not going to be correct information that fixes this. So what's going to fix it? Yeah, yeah. They have the correct information. Nick, do you, on the three criteria, mm-hmm. do you think she was disqualified because it was performance-enhancing? Is that, do, I guess we don't know yeah, which do the, we know what we don't, the, which no. the two, the three. I, I, and I don't know if they have to publish that or whatever, but it has to be two of the three. And I'm like, but but still. It, all three are gray. All three are gray. It's like I have a problem with each one of them. Mm-hmm. And it, particularly, it's not like somebody, it's not like she was sitting there, uh, took out a, a fat panda pre-roll before the damn race, and then just blazed through it. She was the race or the pre roll. (laughs) (laughs) But I mean, we know that she was using to to deal with trauma, to deal with stress. It's something anxiety. It's something that happens every day with people that use cannabis. Um, So you'd have a hard time proving to me that you know. Well, she used this. It was a one to one simple ratio. I do this, so I perform this way. Does that make any sense to you, Frank? I think it's upsetting that she even had to give a reason why she (laughs) used it. Yes. I mean, are we yes. still at that yes. point where she's like, I first of all, I lost my grandmother, and I needed to prepare for the race. Mm-hmm. So she shouldn't have to. Dis- she do- shouldn't have to say that. Those personal exactly. details. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. I couldn't agree with Great you point. more. You talk about people too. I mean, we're going to look at the, the policies of two of the major sports that are that are still playing right here in the fall. But if you talk about them, um, you know, we're going to get into uh, the MLB and the NFL. But you can pick pick one or the other or both. We know stories now of guys who are aging, guys that were, you know, unhealthy lifestyles, playing these, these awful schedules. Because whether you're playing, you know, the, the five months of the year with the NFL and grinding your body out, or the ridiculous amount of games and travel that baseball is involved, it takes its toll on your body. Hockey. Yeah, it real. takes its toll on your body. You know, somebody, 
people are abusing painkillers all the time that are retired athletes. And, and you'll, you'll hear your friends, around, hey, man, that was a great 30 for 30 about so much. What was it really? Because that's a sad, sad story that this person had to resort uh, to to this uh, kind of lifestyle. So, go ahead. I'm sorry, I had to look up something on my phone because I wanted to make sure I was correct. But I, before we move away from Shikari, I just I need to draw attention to the fact that I think we can't ignore the underlying racism that is in prohibition and is exhibited in, in the Shikari example. No doubt. Because she's a black woman of the LGBTQ community. Yeah. And she and you we know that it was racism that really fueled pro cannabis prohibition and now she's being punished almost like doubly so, oh, you know, yeah, is being yeah. held as like so the the whole I just, I just needed to address uh, no, that. No, and I'm glad you did because I think when, when we're all pretty much like-minded, we tend to forget to bring up stuff like that yeah. because it's almost second nature to, to us, but it needs to be But I don't said. think everybody knows that, you right. know, understands right. that that's, that's a factor. I feel like that's an element in it. Yeah. Well, anyway, you, so, so go on. No, no. Uh, so I wanted to, to jump right in and we'll, we'll, we'll take a look. So I just said I'm getting, I'm, you know, I'm, I hope the Phillies are, are going to do what I want them to do and looking forward mm-hmm. to playoff baseball, Mike. But um, let's look at the MLB. And that, you know, currently cannabis is not a banned substance uh, mm-hmm. since I think it's 2019. Right. All right. Uh, it's been removed from, from the list of banned substances and it, players can't use, obviously, while they're wearing the uniform, Francesca and, and playing, practicing, spring training, all that stuff. So if they're on the company clock, they can't use. Okay. Uh, and then there's also a, a policy where they cannot uh, they also can't be uh, sponsored. Uh, by cannabis companies and you know through clients we've worked with in the past we've ran into this one yeah. like um this is not a league that is a stranger to controversy <laughs> all right the fact that cannabis has been just removed and you're like oh man we're, let, that, let's not deal with that um have they learned from some of the the missteps of the past in your opinion if you look back at the history and even recent history of mlb they're still wearing black eyes yeah from some from some of these things gambling steroids yeah yeah i mean so yeah i mean this is one i think it was an easy decision for them given the their players and and the amount of stress on the players and everybody else just say let's just let the players have the win here it's all part of the bargaining agreement so yeah you know if it's not on the company time then you guys do what you want to do we're not going to test you in season out of season just don't do it in the office is basically what they're saying and i don't have a problem with that i think there's i don't think i think that's a a fair approach yeah, um, I understand the, you know, that line of like when you're when you're working, I need you, I need to know where you are mentally, or I need to, you know, we need to have these agreements. It's just like wearing a uniform; you have to wear certain clothes, you have to do certain things to perform your job. Well, and I think also there's a, the other element of it is is as a I say I own a, a team, they may not want to potentially lose spectators or fans. If somebody is not in alignment of seeing somebody spark a, a joint in the dugout mm, or something yeah, like that. Yeah, that's a good point. So, I mean, yeah. I think they're looking at also from the business decision of being like, hey, I want to try to keep the, the fans as intact as possible because they're ultimately the ones that are bringing they're the, the bringing revenue money. in. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I don't want to turn people away. I don't want to, you know, but I'm going to have this policy. While you're in the job, you got to keep it clean. But as soon as soon as you walk off the stadium, then spark it up. Yeah. You know, like, and you think about it, a lot of these Players play and travel to cities and states that are rec legal. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, 
Why not? Let them have fun with it. They probably have medical cards anywhere in their home states. Absolutely. So we, we go through the first one, Francesca. Substance harms the health of the athlete. Gotta no. scratch our heads here and say no. Uh, substance is performance enhancing. So look, I, I could field. I was a decent enough infielder. I couldn't hit worth shit. Uh, is cannabis going to help me <laughs> hit a baseball coming at me at 98 miles an hour? Is it performance enhancing? Uh, I, I don't know. I mean, Frank <laughs> is the athlete, the resident, resident athlete, athlete here. What do you I mean, say, Probably Frank? not. I, when I hear performance enhancing, I'm thinking about the growth of your muscles. Uh-huh. Is it helping? Is it increasing the speed with that? So mm-hmm. with cannabis, the fact that some people take it to alleviate anxiety, to help them Improve recover, sleep. I don't feel like that gives you a competitive edge. Yeah, It helps you play more games. If you're, an, uh, if you're an owner of a company or general manager, you want your players healthy on the field. That's how you guys win ball games. Best product. So I don't see the issue with mm-hmm. that. Yeah. It, well, look at it this way, too, about performance enhancing. Lance Armstrong didn't win the Tour de France all those times by, by smoking cannabis. Yeah. He won by blood doping. Mm-hmm. So that, the spirit of the, what they're trying to do That's is a great to point. get rid of steroids, doping, things like that that are absolutely... Yeah, there is no ambiguity. And, and, Very well and said. drastically changing your performance. Yeah. I mean, drastically changing performance. So the, I don't even understand how they can apply that to, to THC products. I, I, I just can't even wrap my head around it. Yeah. And I think I think going back to the, to, to the beginning of it, we're just looking at MLB, I don't think uh, an organization like that that just has to, I don't know, they just have to accept the fact that they've made awful decisions. You brought them all up. Uh, a World Series was thrown due to gambling. Oof. We've had we've had we've had all these these issues, and then they have um, you know one of the true heroes of the sport, Hank Aaron, who's also a civil rights icon. Um, his his record's gone because of a dude that was juiced, and they they, they allow that. So I'm pretty sure with yeah. this cannabis thing, they have to be like, you know what? <laughs> yep, exactly. <laughs> Interesting. Um, I think we should move on to the. Uh, we'll talk about the old uh, pigskin, right? Pot and the pigskin game. The NFL Mike season ticket holder, proud Baltimore Raven fan. Yes, sir. Um, in the NFL, players are currently banned from cannabis use. Uh, the testing policy has changed. We know this. Um, players testing positive are no longer uh, serving suspension, so they're not missing games anymore. Uh, they are still fined. Um, according to a number of sources, I can't confirm any of these, and Frank can give us some more. Cannabis is... I mean, widespread use, widespread use among current NFL players. Um, do they need to have a little bit more urgency where this policy is concerned, considering the, uh, the shelf life of the players and what happens to them after they hang up the cleats? Francesca, you've sat through, uh, sat through documentaries with me about the, uh, you know, the, the 85 bears and see what mm. some of those guys have gone through. Uh, is the policy urgent enough? What do they got to do? Yeah, it doesn't make sense to me why they're holding out on this. And with talk about scandals. I mean, <laughs> the, the NFL has plenty of other things to worry about than the cannabis use of their players. And so, and certainly one of the things they have to worry about with, like you said, brain injuries, not to mention any other kind of in, in injury is that cannabis could actually help that. And so they're, they're really backing the wrong horse, and they need, to, they need to pick up the pace with that and move it along. 
I would think so. We need to be running a sprint and not a, a jog to get this thing reformed. Um, substance harms their health of the athlete. Substance is performance enhancing. Mike, is it a performance enhancing drug knowing what you do about the league and the game? I just, I mean, it's just like we said earlier. And I just don't get my, I can't get my head around it. I, you know, Frank brought up, you know, and helping to deal with anxiety obviously can help you deal with sleep. And those can help you recover from the beating that you put your body through on a Sunday. Right. Um, but in terms of, you know, again, I don't see somebody throwing the ball farther or running faster because they were able to utilize cannabis in that capacity. So I just don't understand how they're even getting to it. I, I don't either. For, and so for, for like a little bit more understanding, Frank, you know, Frank was a, a kicker for the uh, mighty uh, Blue Hens of the University of Delaware. They're off to a good start this year, Frank. Um, if you were smoking, you have the, the, the position on the field to me that carries with it the most weight of anxiety. You're either the, you're either the hero of the day or you're the loser of the week. And you got to feel that shit all week. It, would something like cannabis, I get that, you know, maybe it takes the anxiety away of, of taking that extra point where that game is tied up. But is it going to help you kick and put it through the uprights? No, it's not. And it's, it, it's a shame that it's put in that light. But the fact that if I'm having anxiety issues, I can maybe see a, a, a sports therapist to help me out. Mm-hmm. Um, there's alternatives there. And why isn't cannabis put in that same realm where mm-hmm. it's just an alternative? Um, you know, training facilities have no problem handing out opioids and <coughs> anti-anxiety medication. Um, and I, I read a study actually last night that 52% of NFL players who were given opioids continue that use after their career is done. Wow. Which is scary it's in damning. some ways that they can develop an addiction after their playing days. Um, but to go back to your point, me being a kicker, there's a lot of pressure involved. I'm not only concerned about my mental capacity in that moment, but also physical as well. So taking one thing that's a healthy alternative that can help both my body and my mind be in sync in mm. that potential game-winning moment is something that we have to consider for our, our, our professional athletes as well as college athletes. And consider it as just a an alternative, like, treatment or right. re- and not a performance enhancer. Right. Wasn't David Akers, a uh, former kicker for the Eagles and the 49ers, among other teams, when his, he, was re, he was notoriously nervous, and he had bad, bad, bad stomach issues. So, I mean, you could see him on the sidelines if you went up to, to the link, popping Rolaids, just one after the other, getting him through a game. Now, those Rolaids, they're not natural. They weren't grown in a field. I'm also not saying they're contraband, but he's taking something to help him right. with, that, with that physical feeling. So there, there's some inconsistency. What's that? It's the same boat. Those, you know, <laughs> Rolaids and cannabis now should be, it helped him relax or deal with his stomach, which then allowed him to go on the field and do his job. Is that performance enhancing? Yeah, I would hope not. <laughs> I mean, because then that's the thing is how ridiculous it can get. So I'm sure, Everything. I'm sure that somewhere, some organization has a definition of performance enhancing that would sure. be a piece to this conversation that would make it easier to, to draw that line. And it's not as ambiguous or ambivalent as we think, but the way they just stated is not, it's not clear cut. No. And so you can't, because it's not clear cut, cannabis shouldn't be in it. Well, I always get this uh, with, there's inconsistency, especially in that league practice with, um, with other substances that they either turn a blind eye to or that they promote. Frank, what were you telling me about uh, uh, players, current players and sponsorships? 
Well, that was another thing is when you brought up the MLB sponsorships mm-hmm. that they're banned. Well, they're allowed alcohol sponsors. <laughs> There's players in MLB, NBA, and NFL that have alcohol sponsors. Now, why is that allowed? Right. If you're a kid growing up and you see, um, you know, Patrick Mahomes, mm-hmm. he's your idol, right? And he's in a Bud Light commercial. <laughs> White Claw. Why is that? <laughs> <laughs> But it's just the fact that, like, why are they allowed to do that and they can't sponsor, you know, yeah. let alone a CBD company, but also a cannabis company? I think that's what it, my, my thing is where I get a little bit, uh, I, the ire is worked up, is, is, is that um, I just hate inconsistency. Because I hate, the, the, I've been pretty vocal about this. Their, their thing now uh, in that league with Aaron Rodgers and his damn ayahuasca, mm-hmm. I, 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 it makes me irate. It makes me that is a hallucinogenic. We know less about ayahuasca right. than we do about cannabis. There are there are fewer studies about ayahuasca. But this guy gets on different shows, yeah, and he, he's like, mm-hmm. "Hey, I did it the right way. I went overseas. I was with a shaman the whole time." And I'm like, "You were too much of a wimp to take the damn vaccine." But you're going to go and say, "I did the hallucinogenic, and it just cleared everything up." <laughs> And we're going we're gonna to allow him to do that yeah. winner's strut about that? Which is selling it as a panacea, which is the bad rap that cannabis always gets and we have to push back on. So, yeah, that is super annoying on many levels. Yeah. Well, that's the NFL, though. They're so inconsistent about what they pick and choose. Seriously. They, oh, uh, that's grandfathered in type scenario. Right. You know, like, yeah. no. But, so but, do yeah. you, does it all come down to Mike's point earlier about it's all a business decision and they're kind of just all inching forward because I don't want to lose the fans. At what point will I, will I lose them? So the so NFL has, is still recovering from the Colin Kaepernick situation where they lost fans. You know, we're not getting into that here, but yeah. they're vi- sure. I think the owners felt that. I'll put it that way. Mm-hmm. And then you've coupled that with um, you know, COVID and stadiums were empty. So yeah, I think I think it is a bit of that. Even in the NFL, they're just like, yeah, let's just we don't want to lose people. Let who are sleeping s- dogs lie, kind of thing. It will say you lose, you know, an alcohol company, who's billions, a billion dollar sponsor or something like that, potentially over a few years. Like it's it hurts the whole league, not just the one team. So mm. I think there's some sensitivity to that. Well, none I didn't of the sponsors, none of the that, that, that alcohol would be bothered by cannabis being a sponsor to oh, do yeah. <laughs> Oh my god! <laughs> but and the, but this, at the same time, the owners all out there like, what did Aaron Rodgers take? They don't even understand what the fuck it is. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So yeah. that's why nobody's saying shit yeah. about it. Yeah. <laughs> Except that, like, I do take this as him peacocking and taking a, and, and, and taking a victory lap. Of like, this is what I do. But I see a shaman. I was like, first of all, dude, you're a dork for the shaman thing. That's that's <laughs> you're just trying to look better. And what did you do over that weekend with the shaman? What does that stuff make you do? You piss yourself. You shit yourself. You vomit up. I'm like, Jesus. oh yeah, you're glamorous, Aaron, but. He's so much more accepted, but you and I know um, from being around the same age, when Ricky Williams came into this league and he was very, very uh, open, okay, about his cannabis use, they acted like that man, Ricky Williams, of course, founder of Heisman, uh, the new cannabis brand, Heisman Trophy winner as well. (laughs) They treated him, Francesca, as if he was wearing a tarantula for uh, for hair and, you know, a rattlesnake as a tie. Like they, he would, you couldn't get weirder than him. You what, couldn't. What year did he 
What year was that? Uh, I was in the mid nineties. Uh, mid nineties. Mm, yeah. That's a big factor. Yeah, it's a big factor, and I think you know up until this recent bargaining agreement, all those cannabis suspensions, the marijuana suspensions in the NFL were, were cumulative. So you'd get like if you got caught once, yeah, it was like a one game suspension, then a four game suspension, then an eight. Then really? A, then like look at Josh Gordon. I mean, yeah. he's a good example. He Perfect. had himself. He kept <laughs> failing, <laughs> and then he's. I think he was. He had like a lifetime ban, but they waived it and gave him a one year ban. I think. Yeah. He's back in the league now, but he was gonna, he's going to get snagged soon. Yeah. You know, what I mean, it's how the guy copes. It's how he's coped since high school, probably. It, it's, yeah, but and he like, and he missed a year of his career, and these guys have a very short shelf life too. Yeah. I mean, yeah. Josh Gordon, by the way, please come on Infused. We'd love to talk to you. Right. <laughs> I'd love to hear what he has to say. I would and too. Ricky. Yeah. Oh God, Ricky's a great interview. I met Ricky. Yeah. Yep. You did uh, at a Ravens event. Yeah. Really. He played a year for the Ravens. Super nice. That's He's supposed cool. to be a really nice guy. And we and did. A, we were thumb wrestling for like. <laughs> I won best out of uh, seven series against Ricky Williams. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Is it because he was using cannabis? No, no it's performance enhancing. <laughs> yes. no. Oh, guys! Uh, so let me let me let me ask this one, and we'll uh, we'll, we'll we'll move along, uh, and then we'll, we'll we'll tease about what we're going to be doing next week, south in our state. Um, let me move along, Frank. Uh, I'm going to start with you, and everybody's going to answer this question. When do you think we're going to see significant change uh, as far as cannabis being accepted in the world of athletics, or will we just not see that change? In the world of athletics, I don't think it's going to happen in the next 10 years. Um, I mean, just talking to the fact of the NFL, you see how long it took them to get uh, concussion data and use that to help players. Yeah. I mean, that was over 20 years of, of studies done. So I, I can't see it in the mm-hmm. next 10 years. I would love it for it to happen, mm-hmm. um, but we'll see. I don't know. Wait and see. Dank, dark decade predicted by Frank, 10 years gone by. Francesca, when do you think we're going to see some significant change? I think it's going to take federal legalization at the minimum. And then um, fr- after that, then I think you're going to see a difference because as maybe stadiums like, figure out their policies, uh, you know, there's a lot of elements to that, um, that if, you know, they perform professional athletes are officially allowed and it's out in the open, then what does that mean? You know, what does that look like? They've got to figure out all of those things. So I think it's going to be after federal legalization and it'll be the smart ones will be the first to allow it. And they'll be like, you know what, they'll figure it out and they'll be first and they'll like lead by example and get to capitalize on all the marketing good that that can do. They'll partner with the right people you know, by that, and it's also, this is just an unstable industry in a lot of ways. So yeah. I think it has to be a more mature industry for something like the business of professional athletes to, to do business with it, you yeah. know? So it'll be, I don't think it'll be 10 years. I think it'll, I'll go under, I'll, I'll say seven. Okay. Seven years. And I, while, while you're talking and making those good points, I was thinking to myself, yeah, there's there's already some some good progress and stuff we didn't talk about today because you know basketball's not not uh, ready to start their season yet. But I think other leagues are already taking some good steps. Mm-hmm. But um, yeah, Mike, what's your take? I, I think it's two to three years. I think it's not far because I think NBA doesn't test at all. Yep. MLB, we talked about them very lenient. NFL is now just finding people, mm-hmm. and so I think once you get a cup, once the NFL changes, which probably won't be long. Um, then what's left? You know what I mean? Like, yeah. 
hockey. I don't know what the hockey's policy is. Yeah. But I think the other component of this, it sits with the international, say, Olymp- like the World Anti-Doping Agency. Like, mm-hmm. what are the, they're the ones that have to, to really reform in my mind. Because that's what that's the, a good Olymp- point. the International Olympic Committee yeah. follows those guidelines, if I'm not mistaken. Correct. So, to me, that's the whole other side of sports. Like, I don't know what people are doing in Europe. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I don't know if they test or don't test. Um, but, and then the other third component is amateur athletes, like say college athletes, are they going to do anything at that level? Oh, because I think that's a whole different, I could see that one taking 10, now the 12 feeder years. Pattern, yeah, though, big time. Is I could see that one taking cannabis and they, yeah, so they I might be the first generation of open cannabis or just, they could still be banned until you get to be mm. a pro, you know yeah. what I mean? So yeah. I, I just don't, I think that's the real tricky one. I think the four majors in the U S are going to all be, um, I think you're going to see them pretty much not even look at it anymore soon, like three years. Yeah. And then the international community, I think that one's going to be soon too. I you really think do. three years, whether we go federal I or think not? It has nothing to do with it. Wow. Mm, I do. Mm, wow. I think that you can't separate that money and federal banking. It's already and all. done. You, nah. uh, <laughs> yeah, the, 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 all three uh, projections are interesting, whether it's 10 years, seven years, or two to three. Uh, and I, I start to look around at the different people that represent the players associations in all the sports now they're a lot savvier they're they're a lot better educated than they were in years past Very too much so and um i, I think they're going to get to work so it almost it almost makes me hopeful that we're going to see it uh, in that in that shorter time frame uh, but let's it's fun that my answer is the worst answer there what's that <laughs> let's hope that my answer is the worst answer yes in i'm yes. gonna call it the worst no that's <laughs> the worst case scenario worst case, yeah. look i don't beat up on frank <laughs> not on this show. Not, now, on, not on air. Not no. when the cameras are um, rolling. Just when they're off. Guys, this was fun tossing this idea around with you. Just just getting in front of the, the, the mics uh, and just, just shooting the breeze about something that comes up all the time. It's something people ask us about, too. Um, so uh, this was a fun first microdose, but I don't want to fail to bring this up. In just just a little over a week... We are heading south in our home state of Delahue, Delaware, Delaware, with the Infuse Show. Mike Patterson, your hometown. Why don't you tell our listeners what's going to go down? Saturday, October 8th, Dewey Beach, Delaware, Starboard Restaurant, Dewey Goes Pink, Be There. (laughs) It's an enormous 5K run-walk fundraiser that... This beach town goes balls to the wall for, and it's it's pretty cool to see thousands of people come together to help fight, you know, the good fight against breast cancer. And we're excited to be there and to bring cannabis into those conversations and to champion its use in the fight against cancer and to support all the survivors and um, and the supporters of those survivors. Yeah, it, it's going to be great. Thank you for wearing pink today, Francesca, to promote this is, our, this is our, our red. little endeavor. Looks pink. Looks pink to me. Oh, oh, Rose. But it's going to be really important, guys. Please stop by. Stop by the Starboard Restaurant, Dewey Beach, Delaware. Stop by our table. The Infuse Show will be there. We'll be looking to talk to you. And and we should also say we're going down there to help share the story of our friend Nicole Demanda, who is on an upcoming episode of Infuse. It drops really, really soon. Um, and uh, she's going to tell you all about how, how, how cannabis saved her life. You can't miss her episode, and please don't miss Dewey B. 
Beach, Delaware. Dewey Goes Pink, October 8th. The last, no, the second to last stop on the Infused uh, Tour of 2022. It is. So we're pretty we're pretty stoked about this one. The bus is on fumes, man. <laughs> <laughs> Back on the can of bus. Guys, it's been a blast. So this was episode one of Microdose. Can't wait to bring you more content like this one. Thank you to you, Francesca. Thank you, Mike. Thank you, Frank. Good stuff, everyone. This Thanks, was a guys. Good time. We'll see you the next time on Microdose from Delahue, Delaware. Thanks for listening to today's show. To check out more great cannabis podcasts, go to podconnects.com. Here's a preview of one of our other shows. Tune into a major journey podcast today, where guests take listeners on journeys and immerse themselves in the roller coaster ride both in and out of the cannabis space that brought them to where they are today. Throughout our conversations, guests share valuable lessons that they've learned along the way that listeners can use to empower growth both in their personal and professional lives. Check out A Major Journey today on all major podcast platforms.